Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Greg. Hey, man, we got something for everybody tonight. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And, Brian, the funny thing about it, all of the ladies were emailing me, asking me, when are you going to have him on the show? I heard him on your show once. Who is this and that? And You know, you know I got the same thing. Yeah, you know how that goes. You know how that goes. But anyway, we're going to have fun. We're going to talk about some things that's really going to motivate some people. And people are going to find out tonight, Brian, that everything that they're looking for, it's already inside of them. Yes, yes. Wow. You know, the, the, uh, the, the title for our show tonight is Just Do It. And it, interesting enough, we were just having a conversation earlier with our guest, and I was talking about how I had been, you know, fighting, trying to put a, la- a light fixture up in my laundry room. And the old light fixture was just a regular pull chain. And I said, I'm going to get fancy, and I'm going to put in a light switch and have it all hooked up. And so got everything put in. It took me about two and a half hours to get everything installed. You know, because I had to drill the holes and pre-drill and do all the little fancy stuff. Flip the switch on, and the light came on. Flip the switch off. Flip the switch back on. Light wouldn't come back on. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrestled with it for about another 45 minutes trying to figure out why is this circuit not doing what it's supposed to do. I changed light switches and everything else. Finally, I just said, you know, I'm going to look it up on Google because I'm not calling an electrician. I'm going to do it myself. You know, and I just, you know, I and so it was perfect that our show title tonight was Just Do It because that's what I told myself. I'm just going to do it. You know, I know how to do it. If I don't, I can read up on it and figure it out because everything that I needed, I already had. Yes. Brian, I was looking at the word educate. And, Brian, you've heard me say this before. Mm-hmm. The real meaning of educate means to pull from within. Mm-hmm. That is the full meaning. That is the real meaning of educate. Yes. To educate. That means to pull from within. So it goes uh, right back to what our guest is going to tell you in one of his books, and I'll have him talk about his book. Yes. Everything that you need, you have already inside of you. Yes. I, I know I've said that before, Brian, but I think that's something that we really need, that people really need to hear and know that those dreams that they have, those things that they want to do, you're equipped to do those things, but the problem is you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And, Brian, a lot of times what we do is we'll start out, you know, we'll, we'll come strong. Somebody may call you, Brian, and say, you know what, I have an idea, I want to do this, and they're all happy and excited about doing it. And then when they start stepping out there doing it, and somebody else see what they're doing, and they may have to go to that person and say, you know, this is what I need for my next step, and that person say it won't work. Yeah. <laughs> there goes the dream. Dream killers. There goes the dream. <laughs> Are we going to allow what somebody else says to stop what's inside of us? You know, Greg, I can remember when I was young. There's a lot of people who told me, man, you can't do that. You're going to do, you want to go to college? Nobody in your family been to college. You gonna do you? You want to do what? You want to be famous? You want to sing? Boy, you can't sing. I mean, they used to tell me everything that I everything that I would come up with that I said I wanted to do or that I was gonna do. 
they said, you can't do that. I can remember before we start, before we did, uh, began the Abundant Solutions Hour, people said, you don't do radio. What you going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, you know? Yeah. But and you know so the, 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 I think the key part of it is that you can't allow people to dictate your reality. You know, you have to be able to, to say, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to just do it. Mm. Well, you know what? We're going to do it tonight. We're going to just do it tonight. Yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm sitting here talking back and forth with a young lady right now, and she's feeling kind of heavy. I told her, I said, you just wait. You just sit here and wait. There's a word for you tonight. You just sit and wait. And you're going to hear something that you already know is true. You already felt what this gentleman is going to say tonight, but you just didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You didn't believe what you could do. The excuses, all of that stops right now. So, Brian, Absolutely. it stops, it stops tonight. The procrastinating, the things that you didn't think you could do, you can do it. It has to stop at some point. Yes. You know, I can remember talking to a church member of mine last week. And I was, no, it was a week before last, I believe it was. And I was constantly trying to encourage him on one of the things that he wanted to do. And he said, man, how am I going to do it? And I'm like, what makes you think you can't do it from here? Because he was saying, well, what I want to do is I want to start my own firm where I uh, provide security. You know, he's a big guy, bouncer. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, he wants to be able to provide personal security. And I said, well, why can't you do it living here in Tallahassee? And he says, well, because I don't have the connections. I said, it's real easy. The connections are there. All you got to do is talk to people. I said, just like you're talking to me right now. I might know somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think the whole point of the, of, of the conversation that we were having, I was just trying to tell him, just do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Just do it. Don't keep saying, I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole bunch of, I, I should have been this, or I should have been that, or I should have been here or there. You know, but just do it. Take yeah. a, Take a chance. That's it. That's what it's all about. Brian, I'm going to go ahead and bring Mr. Randall on. Mm-hmm. Our special guest tonight is best-selling author, Beanie Randall, Jr. He's the CEO of the Shiny Media Group. If you get a chance, go on and check him out. He has his own radio show. He has a couple of books out there right now that will just change your life if you give him a chance. I think what we need to do is we need to invest and buy this book. We'll go out and buy the dresses and the shoes. I mean, we'll spend the month $200 on a purse and $150 on a pair of shoes. But when it comes to investing something in our lives, we pass the book. Mm. Not the book. We pass the book, Brian. <laughs> Mr. Randall, are you there? I am sure. I sure am. Thank yes, you sir. very How much. How are you? Uh, I'm blessed. How about you guys? We're blessed, man. I, well, we thank you so much, Mr. Randall, for agreeing to come on and bless us all with with what you've been given. I I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show. I know you guys have a powerful show. I'm telling you, this guy, this show is so hot. They had to reschedule me. Okay, <laughs> that's how hot this show is, and it's okay because every time they say you, I said yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you, you know what I mean, and I love it. But I definitely, really, uh, all jokes aside, I want to commend you that you, you know you guys are doing something powerful and positive, and whatever you put out into the universe shall come back to you, and it will be multiplied. So, yes. I want to commend you guys for doing an excellent job. 
Thank you so much. Mr. Randall, I have a, a young lady right now. She just um, told me that she's feeling depressed. She's feeling beat down. She's feeling all of these negative things that's, that's on her right now. And I've, and I've been trying to speak, well, I have been speaking life into her, telling her that she can feel how she wants to feel. Mm-hmm. And she's going through some things right now. What would you say to her? I, I know that she's trying to stay on her feet, mm-hmm. and she's struggling right now. Yeah. Well, one thing I can tell you is this. You are the author of your journey, and it's all about your perception on how you perceive what you're going through. Me personally, I don't believe that there's no such things as problems. They're just experiences. And experiences about what we want to experience in life, and we just put labels on them. But every every blessing, as I wrote in my book, in every blessing there's a lesson, and every lesson there's a blessing. He don't put nothing in your world that you can't handle. Because you've got to understand, Mr. Gregory, God already knew what this young lady's supposed to do before she even came to her parents, uh, came through her parents. That's what most people get the mistake of, that, you know, they came from their parents and, well, my father didn't do this, my mother didn't do this for me, or whatever. But you've got to understand, you are in the image of your father, mm. and your father is the highest. Yes. That is God. So if you are in that image, your parents was just the caretaker and the instruments that you may come into the physical form, but you are made in his image, which means you already have favor. You're already blessed. But what the problem comes, Mr. Gregory, is this. Most people don't focus on what they do best. We only focus on what we don't do. We focus on our problems. And one thing I tell my keynote speakers and a lot of my clients that I coach is that this. Whatever you focus on always expands. And most people in their everyday life only focus on what is going wrong. I don't have enough money. I can't do this. My friends have done this to me. You're looking for everything on the outside. See, but greatness is from the inside out, never from the outside in. Everything on the outside is temporary. Everything that comes from on the inside to the outside is everlasting. Mm. So when we have those feelings, those type of feelings that are bringing, that's just the negative energy wanting to take your focus away from what's really going on. But if you learn to make an adjustment, here's an example for your guests. If you get fired, you have two choices. Your first choice, you can put in a resume and go get another job. And nine times out of ten, those jobs are always better than the one you had before. It's a little bit better. Or you can go postal and go shoot up the place, get all totally angry, do nothing about it, end up in jail. You see, but you have made the decision based on your choice and your experience. So it's just whatever experience you want to experience. But one thing I can tell you God didn't do for us, he did not give us the spirit of fear. That's right. Okay, that came from man. That's totally man-made. So when we are feeling down, we have to pick ourselves up because she's the author of her journey. The negative energy wants you to stay down because if he keeps you down, that keeps you from remembering who you are. See, Everything is in us, Mr. Greg and Brian. Everything that we 
how great we are is in us. The problem with most people is they have forgotten how powerful they really are. It's just a point of remembrance. When I'm helping people, I tell them I am not doing anything special for you. I am the messenger, but what's important is the message. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't ready for all that, man. <laughs> I told you, you know. Brian, I warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sitting here telling Greg that, man, you are amazing. <laughs> we all are, Brian. We really all are. It's just that uh, if people focus on what the gifts, so you have been given a gift. Everybody has. But what happens is, let me, let me give you an analogy I heard from um, Joel Osteen one time. This is what I heard him say. Most people try to work on their weaknesses instead of working on their strengths. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, take for example, if you're not a singer, but everybody could sing, right? It don't mean we can sing good. Right. Okay? Well, so if you're just a singer and you could sing, but you, you may be a two, but if you go get the best singing teachers in the world, then you may bring that two up to about a five, okay, which is average. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, if by design and by your gift, let's say you are a speaker, then you're probably already at an eight. Now, with a little assistance and focusing on that gift, you can take that to a ten or maybe even higher. See, then you become an expert at what you do. Right. Okay, but what most people do, they focus on trying to make their weaknesses better, and that's not where your focus needs to be. Your focus needs to be on what you're already naturally good at. Hmm. My story, I came from the hip-hop world. By the time I was 16, I traveled all around the world with some really big artists, from LL Cool J to anybody, Ron DMC, where you can name. Okay? Now, I knew I had the natural ability to create music, but I want to be the artist. I want to be the one on stage shaking what my mama gave me. Okay? But one thing could never happen, Greg and Brian, is this. I could never get that one big hit. I made money, but I could never get that one big hit. But then when my sister was murdered, and I touched her body in that casket... One thing I realized is that was not the same little girl who mom brought home. That was just the clothing she was wearing. That let me know we already come equipped, and everything that's important is inside. Everything on the outside is just the visual. You're vibrating at a different level, so that's why you see it. But when I touched her body, that was not my sister. That was just the clothing she was wearing. That's what started my search for who I am. And that's when the motivator was born. And now I will motivate and inspire more than a billion people before I leave this physical form. Let me shut up and y'all go ahead and ask a question. (laughs) Because I I keep going. You've got to stop me. No, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. You're just joining us. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And we have on with us tonight master motivator and author, Mr. Benny Randall, Jr. You know, Mr. Randall, I was... I had like about ten different questions that I was going to ask you that you managed to answer in that last statement. You know, I was like, okay, wow, you know. But uh, I, I guess what I want to ask you now is because one of my questions was going to be, what drives you? What was what what was your turning point? You know, and I was going to say, what's your motivation? So, what is your motivation now 
And of course, you said you want to you want to speak to a a billion people before you leave this earth. He said he will. He yeah. said he will. Yeah, I don't want to. I will. You will, right? Because that so, is my destiny. Right. My motivation is service. Uh huh. Serving others. Because when you serve others, you not only serve yourself, you serve the greater cause of man. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is that the greatest gift you can give is of yourself. Yeah. Anybody can give money. But the greatest gift you can give is to, if you inspire one person, think of all the great people that have done great things to change this world. They had to be motivated by somebody. It took one person somewhere along the line to tell Oprah she could do it. And that was that gentleman who gave her the chance as the anchor woman when she was going against everything else that has been told. One, she was a little overweight. Two, she wasn't blonde hair, blue eyes. Three, you know, she was a black woman. And just, they, you know, everything she had been told that is impossible, she made it possible. And this is why I try to tell people, Brian and Gregory, is this. Everything that you look at in life, there is no bad. You just have to make an adjustment. I only see the beauty in everything in life, mm-hmm. okay? Like the word impossible. If you look at that word and you separate the I and M, what do you have? You have I'm possible. Mm. But the world doesn't look like it. Look at it like that. The world only looks at it from the way they've been conditioned. When you're watching television, you're being programmed. So that's why you have to be reprogrammed. That only happens over a period of time. For example, people want to lose weight a lot of times, and they want to quick, fast, in a hurry. Don't worry. It, it is not lasting when it happens that way because it did not take you uh, a week to get that way. So how in the world do you think it's going to take you a week to end it? Only gradual and steady progress will make everlasting change. That's what people have to do in their lives. Stop worrying about what people say to you. Stop worrying about what people think. I don't care what nobody thinks about me, what they say. People told me, why in the world are you writing a book? Ain't nobody going to be buying your book. <laughs> I've heard Well, that. I'm sorry to tell you, you know, more than 50,000 copies sold self-published. Mm. Okay. Now, most people might say, oh, that's not a lot. It is when I ain't got no middleman. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so anything is possible. And how did I do it? When I wanted to write that book, you know what I did? I wrote one page a day. Mm. One page. And this is what I tell all my clients and coaches. I tell them you have to execute daily. If you do not execute daily, there is no true progress. Then you're the rabbit that wants it right, quick, fast, and in a hurry. But if you execute daily, you have everlasting change. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mr. Randall, you think with situations like your sister being murdered and I've gone through uh, two brothers uh, dying of tragic accidents 20 mm-hmm. years apart, and I'm the baby boy. Mm-hmm. So now I, I look at life totally different than how a lot of people look at life. Mm-hmm. You know, when when we have to go to a funeral, it shakes us up for a couple of days or a week or so. You know, you talk with people, and the first thing that they say at the funeral is, you know what, I need to change my life. But then they go back, and they go right back into the same environment that was causing them to act the way that they were acting. And after a couple of days, you, you, you talk to them again, and you say, well, I thought you were going to change your life. Oh, well, 
I mean, I can't change now. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So do you think a lot of times our environment is what's raising us and causing us to act the way that we act? Absolutely not. What I think it is is you have to be ready, Greg. Whatever it is you want to change in your life, you have to be ready. I've went through a lot of tragedy. Uh, my sister was murdered at age 25. My brother, he was murdered at age 25. My firstborn son, I lost one week before he was supposed to be born, and we still had to have the child the normal way. My dancer on the road with me was murdered at 20. All of these people were very, very close to me, and each one of those events, experiences, taught me something. What did I learn from my brother? Well, I was in high school when he was murdered, okay? But the same day that he was murdered, we was having a conversation early in the morning because, you know, I was into music. I had a little boom box, and I used to hook it up to my drum machine to utilize it as speakers, if anybody know about rewiring stuff. You know, when you ain't got no money. I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just you, you just bootleg it, as they say. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I had that. That was the only form of speakers I had to my drum machine. Well, anyway, I woke up in the morning, and that boom box was gone, which means I have no speakers. I was mad. I ran around the house asking everybody, and I came upon my brother, and I asked him, do you see my boom box? And he was silent. I knew right then he had taken it. And me being a young guy, I couldn't see the schematics of what it was. So what happened? I got so furious, and I said, you know what? I hate you. I hate you. And I ran out the door. And I was all I was thinking about is my boom box. I kicked every beer can and whatever you can down the street walking to school because I was just mad. But then when I got to school by uh, 8 o'clock, by 10.30, my next-door neighbor came to school to pick us up and tell her that my brother had been murdered. He had an accident. Mm. So the last words I ever said to my brother was, I hate you. That taught me, be careful what you say, because you may never get a chance to correct that. You may never get a chance to revisit and say, I'm sorry. I know he has forgiven me, but what I'm telling you, every experience is there to teach you something. You've got to learn to appreciate every minute. There is 1,440 minutes in a day, Gregory. And why do some people do so much in that time and others nothing? Because they maximize every minute. We all have it. I don't care if you're Russell Simmons or Oprah. You only have 1,440 minutes in a day. It is what you do with that. It is how you view it. I am the first one up. I am up at 3 a.m. every morning because I have to give time to that which is greater than me. You have to give time to God. If you start your day off that way, and before I go to bed, I have to give time. What do you think is going to happen in the middle of my day? It's going to run smooth. We give time to so many things like television and friends and parties and jobs and everything except to ourselves. See, it's only when a man knows himself that he will know others. That's how I know who I am. When I speak, it is not me speaking. It is that which is greater than me speaks through me. I am simply the instrument. Mm. But people know it because they can feel it because it reconnects with what's in front of them and inside of them. So we are not a product 
of our environment. Because if that's the case, the Michael Jordans, and I can go down the list of so many people who have come out of environments where everything around them was negative. When Michael Jordan, coach told him he didn't have what it takes to play basketball, come on. Michael became one of the greatest players in the world. I know that coach is probably eating his lunch backwards. <laughs> okay? But the point is you never know when it's your time. See, but the key is this. Know who you are. See, when the man knows who he is, he then will shall know the world. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be going home. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, we we just ask a simple question and we let you go because you know it. <laughs> you got it, brother. You I get involved, it. man, because I love this. That's I awesome. really love what I do. I love waking up in the morning knowing I'm going to inspire somebody today. Every place that I go to touch somebody, I'm I'm grateful for that. Every moment I experience, I don't have any problems in my life. People ask me how I'm doing today. I am blessed. Why are you blessed? Because I woke up this morning. Hmm. Everything else I can handle. People say I'm good. Well, I'm sorry. I'm better than good. I'm blessed. Because I'm going to tell you, if you think Tomex woke you up, you got another thing coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because there's some clocks went off and some people still didn't wake up. That's it. That's it. You know, I was just talking to someone today and uh, they said, oh, you look cheery today. And I'm like, don't I always look cheery? I'm all, she said, oh, yeah, you know what? I forgot. You're always happy. Mm. Like, you know, you always get this, oh, you make me sick. You're so happy. We never see you mad. And I always used to tell people, I say, if you see me one day and I'm upset and I don't speak like I normally do, start running. <laughs> you know, because I told, you know, and I tell people this all the time. You have to decide how your day's going to go. Don't let anybody else do that for you. Amen. You know, you got so right. take us through a typical day in the life of Benny Randall Jr. Well, like I said, I'm up at 3 a.m. in the morning. I do an hour of quiet meditation. And then I commence to uh, either writing, because after you've come out of that, you know, people don't realize that, but um, all the secrets are revealed in the morning. <laughs> yes. Okay, if you talk to any and you read any great biographies, you'll notice that most writers, they write early in the morning. Most people who have come out with some of the most powerful ideas happen early in the morning. And this is, like they say, if you do what everybody else is doing, then you shall get what everybody else is getting. But if you do what others won't do, you should have greater and greatness that others can't not attain. Mm. So the point is not to be what everybody else is, because everything in the universe is singular. There's only one of you. What Your mission, Greg, has already been defined. It's already there for you. Brian, the listeners, your mission has already been defined. It's just you have to come up to the awareness and be open to receive it. See, when we all start, and I know you asked me a question. I'll go back to it, but I'll be going on. <laughs> but we all start off with an ice cream cone, and you're given that one scoop. When you walk out, it's what you do with that scoop, whether you can come back and get two new scoops. But if you go out and you drop that scoop on the ground, well, guess what? You can't come back in saying, I need a new scoop. 
You have to be content with what you have. So basically, let me go back to your question because I know I'm throwing you off here, sir. But let me (laughs) answer your question, and then I'll go on where I need to go because I'm telling you, I am a communicator, and you see I be communicating. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look, I'm loving it. (laughs) Okay. But, um, yeah, after I get finished uh, meditating, then I get up and start writing. And then usually usually, if I'm not speaking somewhere, you know, I'm working on projects because I I just believe that um, you should always be in that frame of mind. Whatever you do, you go the extra mile. When you do what you love, I'm telling you, it's a whole different world. I haven't worked a day in my life since I've been doing what I love. Not one day. And one thing I've learned about when you do what you love, you don't even have to worry about the money because the money will follow greatness. And that's what people, that's the problem. Most people get up in the morning and they exchange time for money. Mm. They go work 40 hours a week at a job they know they're not, don't like. And you know why they do that? Not because they haven't. I'm not taking nothing away from having a job. Everybody needs to eat. But we know job stands for just over broke. But what I am saying is this. Focus on your strengths. Get a job that focuses on your strengths, not focuses on your weakness. You know what I mean? Because if you're just doing it to eat, then you're just doing it, and you're going to do just enough not to get fired. Mm-hmm. But you're never going to wake up. I'm telling you, nothing like waking up doing exactly what you want to do in your life. You go the extra mile. It is not work. I'm telling you, I have not worked a day in my life since I started doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And if people ever want to know what their gift is in life. I pose this question. If I told you I would take care of all of your worldly needs, everything that deals with what you got your job for, is for making money, food, and everything, and you can do one job and one job for the rest of your life, and you'll never receive a paycheck, I'm going to ask you and Greg this question. What would it be? Mine you want to answer first, Greg, or you want me to go? Mine, mine, mine would be to serve people. <laughs> That's mine. And serve. Mr. Bryant? You know, it's funny because that was my answer. <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's, you know, cause, and I guess my focus is really more so on, on our younger generation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a firm belief that if we don't teach our younger generation how to take care of our world, that when we get older, you know, or take care of us. You know, I mean, I I can go and I could probably find out of ten kids, I could find six of them that don't know how to cook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or 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 at least seven of them who don't know how to wash clothes. You know, you, you simple basic stuff <laughs> that they should know. You know, and uh, you know, and I and I guarantee out of those out of those six that do know how to cook, you know, that don't know how to cook. If they had to cook something, it wouldn't taste good at all, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, if you ask them, you know, hey, cook something for me, they don't even want to try. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, man, I'm not messing with that. You know, let somebody else do it. They would rather go down to the store and get some McDonald's and be done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so my thing is I like to motivate children. I like for them to really, I like to, to have them think outside of the box. You know, one of the things I always say to people is, think and prosper. Mm. Because if you can't think about what you want to do, you'll never prosper. 
Mm-hmm. So I always say think and prosper. Do both of them. You know, because you can't prosper if you're not thinking. <laughs> you better believe that. <laughs> you can't. And if you're not thinking, you're not going to prosper. And you know what, Brian, to, to piggyback on that, you know, there's abundance everywhere. Yes. When I came to New York in 1994, I came with $500 a dream and didn't know anybody. Mm. Since then, I've turned that into seven figures. You can't tell me it's not possible. When I came here, I was living in a room in Brooklyn with eight people I did not know. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was incredible, you know, and I had about 30 to 60 days to get a job. Ooh. You know what I mean? And I was eating two chicken wings and french fries every day. <laughs> and that's probably why I'm a vegetarian now. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what I say all of that to not to impress you but to impress upon you is that it's possible. If I can come with $500 and turn that into seven figures, anything is possible. And I ain't shot nobody and killed nobody. <laughs> you know, and I think the most important thing about what you said is you used Everything that you already had. Amen. See, you didn't steal from anybody. You know, you didn't go in and take somebody else's idea and say, hey, I'm going to write a book on your idea. You wrote a book on your own idea, you know, the one that was put in you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's really the most important part of, of your story mm-hmm. is that you used what you already had and, and you just did it. There it is. You know, I, and I liken it to a, like a speaker. You know, a speaker can say, I can go in and basically quote everybody in the book that, you know, everybody who's ever said anything famous, I can go and quote them. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have the gift of speaking, it doesn't mean anything. Amen. You know, I mean, because anybody can go and quote a bunch of people, mm-hmm. but it's it's about the the style that you have and the charisma that you have it's the gift that you have of speaking that makes it all fit and make sense. Exactly. And okay. that's that's what I was trying to tell you uh, with me being in the music business. Like, you know, I was producing music like other people, but I wanted to be the artist too. But I was not meant to be the artist. Yes, I was meant to be on stage, and I am on stage now. Yes, I was meant to uh, connect with people. I do that now, but I was also meant to service them and I was not doing that as an artist I was serving myself Mm. so with that slightly adjustment that service turned from myself to others and like you say I know I was born to be a speaker now I did not know that back then it was not on my agenda Mm -hmm. I wanted to be P. Diddy and that was just it (laughs) (laughs) Would would you say another important component to that would be patience perseverance absolutely nothing happens overnight you have to weed out the weeds you know even your yard if you buy a new house and you know you you got to manicure the yard it takes patience and patience is very that and i think that's where a lot of people uh miss a lot of blessings because everybody wanted we live in a microwave society now mm-hmm. everybody wanted quick fast in a hurry don't worry that's not how it works. Anything lasting takes time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took me, uh, when I think I was about 35 when uh, that happened to my sister. It took me to get to that point in my life, all those years, to get to that point to who I was then. 
before I can become who I am now. See, and what this is what people don't realize. They say, oh, my goodness, you was able to turn this into $500 into this and turn it. No, that has absolutely nothing to do with the picture. The greatness is who you become in the process. See, that is the key. Mm-hmm. Whoever you become in the process, that is what is everlasting. So many people are associated with things on the outside of them, the type of car, the status, who their name is. All that stuff means nothing because if you died tomorrow, what would you have done for others? Mm-hmm. And the only thing you have left is what service you have given to others. That's what makes the difference in life. That's what makes the difference in becoming who you're supposed to become versus being what other people want you to be. And it really takes patience. It takes perseverance. And you can't be afraid. One thing I have learned the most important, when I came to New York, what I learned the most important thing, Gregory and Brian, great people walk alone. And not by choice. You have to be taken out of certain environments to become who you are. How come I had this inkling I had to come to New York versus staying in Fort Lauderdale? You know why? Because had I stayed in Fort Lauderdale, I may not have become who I am when I got to experience this. If you read all the biographies of a lot of people, you will see they were kind of like plucked out of their environment. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Jesus taken from one place to another place? Yes? Yes. Most great people, and I'm not, you know, saying great to say I'm great. I'm just saying people who going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives a lot of times have to walk alone, and you can't be afraid to walk alone. Do you think, you know what, that makes so much sense because a lot of times um, you can feel lonely and it feels like you're isolated. Uh, do you think that person is just being protected? Mm-mm. I let me tell you. As a kid, I thought I was the black sheep. I didn't realize I was the diamond. Mm. See, it was all about my adjustments. It was all about how I perceive. Everything that happens to you is about perception, and it's in it's it's for you to connect with it. When we have those feelings, we have those feelings for many different reasons. But a lot of times, isolation. It, that's when you feel lonely. It's because you are not caring about how much you love yourself. And I know some people are going to say, oh, no, that's not it. I love myself. No, that you wouldn't feel lonely. You have to love yourself in order to love others. You have to be okay with being with yourself in order to be with others. You have to, whatever you want, you have to become that within See, people a lot of times, Gregory, they think that we earn things. We don't. We attract them into our lives by what we are because you are the image. That's right. Or whatever is inside. So when you see somebody criticizing, you take the word criticizing. Okay? Mm-hmm. And everybody who knows how to spell, spell the word criticizing and see how many eyes are in there. You'll be amazed. There's about four eyes in criticizing. Why is that? Because you're talking about yourself. But you're looking for somebody on the outside to blame it to. Your parents ain't do nothing to you. Your father, your mother, they did nothing to you. 
whatever was supposed to happen, they were there to help you get to the point where who you had to become. But you come through your parents. You don't come from your parents, and that's what people do not realize. We're always looking for somebody to blame instead of the person who's responsible for it. You are responsible for you. Yes. The power is in you. All the equipment, when people come into my seminars, they think that, you know, I tell them right away, I'm not selling no $5,000, $10,000 program here. Because when you walked in the door, you walked in with the equipment you need. And it used to bother me how come some people would get it, like you were speaking about early, Gregory, how some people would get it and some people don't get it. You know what I've come to find out? Because it used to irk me, like, you know, I know I gave my all. How come this person got it and this person didn't? You know what the difference was, Greg? What's that? One was ready and one was not. Yeah. You can't make nobody ready. That's right. They have to be ready to receive it. And all you're doing, they had to already be seeking and searching. And when they're seeking and searching, the teacher will appear. That's right. That's how it happened with me, and that's how it happened with anybody else who's seeking and searching. When you are ready, the teacher will appear. Every time. That's so true. Every time. Yes, yes. You're just joining us. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have on with us tonight the master motivator. I'm gonna keep calling you that because that's what I believe you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm humble. Master motivator, Mr. Benny Randall Jr. You know, Mr. Randall, um, I want to hear more about uh, your books. See, we 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 love to promote positive images, positive people, positive products on our show. And so we want you to we want you to tell us about your book, how to get it, you know, talk about some of the other things that you're doing. You can go to uh, BennyRandall.com. That's BennyRandall.com, and all the products are there. And I just want to tell people a lot of times, like, uh, you know, I'm always the one I want to do this and I want to uh, do that, but I'm it's it's really takes to being a go getter. Okay, when you read a person's book, you're getting the theory from that person, but it's what you intake from that message. A lot of times, I when Mr. Gregory was speaking earlier, he was telling you, there's going to be something in there for you. Every day there's something there for us in books. When we walk past somebody and somebody says something that relates right to where we was at in our lives. Mm-hmm. When you step in, you at the store, and somebody says something that relates to writing your lives. Well, that's the same with books and products and too. There's always a message for you, and you will you will draw that into your life by simply changing your mindset. I know you asked me about the book, but I mean, to me, it's you know, go to bennyrandall.com, and there's a whole lot of stuff there. You know, I, I, you know, because. You know, I'm going to sell books no matter what, so I ain't even worried about that. But what I am worried about, I'm worried about I want to touch at least one person tonight. I want to help one person look inside themselves and find how great they are because that's where my blessings live. That's where your blessings live. That's where all of our blessings live because you never know that person that you touch may turn out to be that Oprah who, who inspired millions and billions. You just never know. 
You never know with what you say. That's why it's so important. Every word I speak, I try to make sure the word is powerful. I try to make sure all my interactions are powerful. When I wake up in the morning until I rest my eyes again, I try to make every experience very powerful. And I, what I'm trying to do with people, because I got a lot of audio books that are coming out, you know, speak it, believe it, receive it, several different products. They'll all be on the website, BennyRandall.com. Just make it happen. And you could uh, listen to our show, too, at BennyRandallShow.com. But what I want you to really know that everything you really need, honestly, you already have. They really already have it, Greg and Rain. I mean, no matter what. You just got to utilize it. You just got to make it active. Right. Stop sitting on the corner seeing what your neighbor is doing because their journey is different. Stop. When you see a person with the car that you want, bless them. Don't curse them. You don't know what they went through to get to that. You don't know if they about to get it for um, repossessed. You just don't know. How many people had to be hurt for them to get that? So you don't know what you're focusing on, and whatever you focus on expands. So if you focus on anger, a wise man once told me you're one letter away from danger. That's right. Hmm. One letter away. So it's good to use all your intentions and all your power that you have inside to inspire, motivate. Stop worrying about this because... Uh, I heard one person say, I can't remember who I heard say this, and he said that um, if you're going to pray about it, don't worry about it. And if you're going to worry about it, don't pray about it. Pray about it. it. <laughs> I've heard that too. You know what I mean? When yeah. he said that, I was like, whoa, that's pretty deep. And it's true because people pray about it and, oh, I ain't get it, I ain't get it. That's because, you know, you was praying the problem. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People don't realize God is a personal relationship. Yes, you can go to church. You can do everything you need to do, but God is a personal relationship. He lives inside of you. You don't have to get dressed up. You can just sit right on the edge of your bed. You ain't even got to sit on your edge of bed. All you got to do is talk to him. Trust me, he's there. If you know, People say, when God come back, let me tell you something. If God wasn't here, who do you think... Make that sun go up and down. If man controlled it, he'll find a way to charge you for it. <laughs> and if man That's controlled it, you better believe it ain't going to come up every day. One day he's just going to be tired and it's just going to be dark all day. You know what? You made me think about something. I remember a while back it was a comedian, and he was talking about people charging for water. Mm-hmm. And this was like before they started making bottled water. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, one day somebody going to put some water in the bottle and charge you for it. And I was thinking, man, that'll never happen. <laughs> and now, I mean, I've seen, I've gone to, uh, to hotels where bottled water is like $8. <laughs> I, just like, re- I just recently seen one for $45. Ooh. I mean, I'm thinking, what what they do, take this water to the moon <laughs> and bring it back? I mean, woo. It's called branding. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, what you're saying, though, definitely. And people don't realize, see, everybody has a million-dollar idea, and they don't realize. If you think God wants you to be on here broke and on welfare, let me tell you, you got another thing coming. It's strictly he wants you to have abundance. Man does it to themselves by thinking lackful. 
by thinking it doesn't exist. You know what I found out? When I stopped chasing money, money started to chase me. When I stopped saying, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm going to make a million dollars, when I stopped doing that, money started to chase me. And I tell people, if you chase after money, you may get it, but you'll become a slave to it. That's right. Wow. You know, money is not evil. Okay, like many people have been taught. And think about it. People taught that money is evil and rich and wealthy people are evil. They're telling you that. So you're being conditioned. So how can you be something that you don't like? That's why we got more broke people. Because I don't like to say poor. Poor is a mindset. But we have broke people. You know why? Because we're being told that if you're broke, then you're normal. But if you're wealthy, you must be did something to hurt somebody. And I know that because I had that same belief. When I changed that belief, I jumped on the other side of the fence. Because money started coming to me in ways I was like, hold up. You're going to pay me to do what? For two hours of my time? Well, okay, I'll take it. (laughs) And then the next person said, well, I'll double that. See, I heard a story one time, I think it was from Bob Proctor, and he said, um, there was a gentleman, he was a speaker, and he was charging $15,000, you know, to speak, you know, at a game, which is, you know, somewhere around about average what, you know, speakers should be getting paid. He was charging $15,000, you know, for a, a keynote. Now, he felt a little hard when we went to this organization because he was saying to myself, oh, my goodness, man, $15,000, man. I mean, you know, I think after I get finished speaking, I'm going to tell them that they only have to pay me ten. So the event planner came over and said, hey, you did an excellent job tonight. I just want to congratulate you. You did an excellent job. And before he can get it out, and he said, and you was cheaper than the bagels. And he said, excuse me? He said, oh, yeah, because you know we had this three-day conference right here, and you see up there with all that food and bagels? That was $45,000 for the three days. So you was cheaper than the bagels. See, you got to know your worth. That's right. He was about to give up himself thinking he would charge too much, where really he wouldn't even charge it. The bagels cost more than him. Wow. And the bagels go in the garbage after. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you got to know your worth. Don't be afraid to know your worth. People have put into and conditioned people that if you make money doing what you do, then you shouldn't do that. You know, it's the same way uh, we were speaking earlier, Greg, and how people will invest, totally invest in everything, but won't invest in a book. That's right. Won't invest in going to a seminar. Won't invest in getting a coach. Won't invest in doing tons of different things that can. Let me tell you, a wise man once told me that if you work hard on your job, you will make a living. But if you work hard on yourself, you will make a fortune. That's right. And I'm telling you, you've got to stop all this procrastination because procrastination is the assassination of motivation. Let me slow that down for you because there's somebody that didn't hear this. Procrastination <laughs> is the assassination of motivation. <laughs> just do it, man. It's the title of this show. Why night got to tell you to just do it? <laughs> you know... You know what? That made me think about something. If Michael Jordan said it, everybody would do it. Mm-hmm. They always look to people who are quote unquote famous or you know quote unquote important 
and then they'll do whatever they say do. Mm-hmm. That's why. They and that them. just kills me. I'm like, you know, uh, hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's because they assert their wealth with being. If I do what he says, I will become what he is. That's right. And that's the sad thing. That is so not true. Because you can only become who you are. Right. There's only one Will Smith. There's only one Gregory. There is only one Benny Randall Jr., a.k.a. the motivator. You can see me at BennyRandall.com. <laughs> it's not a game. It's a lifestyle. I hear that. But definitely, we we got to learn to love ourselves, really, all jokes aside, that we really got to learn to love ourselves. And I'm telling you, there is nothing we can accomplish. You guys are planting the seeds right now with having this show, and you're doing it on the regular. You're doing I think, it three times a week. I mean, you're really doing it. Yes. You know, you, you are touching people, I'm telling you, and you are planting seeds. My mentor once told me a long time ago that anything that you want, give it away to others. And watch it come back multiplied. Anything that you want in your life, I don't care what you want. I don't care if you want to be the best salesman. I don't care. Give it away and watch it come back. And even more powerful, if you want it to come back even quicker, and I'm not telling you this for the, the object of give and receive, but this is one of the secrets that most, it ain't really a secret, but it's a secret because nobody uses it. <laughs> and that is... Whatever you want to accomplish, help somebody else do it. And it will come back to you even more profound. Mm, mm, mm. Guarantee you. Mr. Randall, we thank you so much for coming on. Man, you have really blessed us. And the people that are hearing this right now and the people that are going to be listening to this for years to come, uh, this is a stepping stone and this should be a wake-up call to a lot of us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Brian, did you have anything for Mr. Randall? I just want to hear him keep talking because I'm loving it. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Yes, yeah. we're running out of time, so we may have to have him back to come yeah. back on. Mr. Randall, did you have any last closing uh, thoughts? Well, one thing I want to say is this. I want to thank you guys for allowing me to serve you. Thank you. Um, I really do because this is what I love. This is what I live for. This words are my passion. Words or my destiny, words are why I am here. And if I had to sum it up as this, you can be anything you want to be in your life. You are the author of your journey. Don't give your power away to others. You have an opportunity to be whom you want to be. He already has a gift for you. And you already have it. Stop looking around and look inside because that's where the gift lives. And the moment you start to focus on what you do best, you will see that the universe will help you. You will get help from places you never, ever thought in your life. And you will know you're doing what you're doing and it's supposed to be right because you get those chills in your body. I'm talking to you now and I feel like I'm freezing. You know why? Because I know right now I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. When I was speaking to 100 kids the other day, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. When I was speaking to the one lady salesman at the store the other day, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. If you do what you're supposed to do, everything else will come to pass. Never let anybody 
still you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know what, Brian? A lot of us out there right now, if you're listening, if you're in a rut, if you're going through whatever, whatever, the best is yet to come for you. We just have to grab a hold to it, like Mr. Randall said, and just do it. Again, the best is yet to come. Mr. Randall, we thank you so much. Thank you thank for allowing you. me to serve you. Yes, we can't wait to have you back on. You got it, sir, and you better come on over to my show. Oh, we'll be there. Yes, sir. Thank yep. you so much. On, thank you. Yeah.
Come on, boy, get it, go. 